At the end of the day, I think the best and the most important thing is using that capital raise to drive business value so then their shareholders and themselves grow the business. So once the capital is raised, just the cash management and your team supporting you in terms of knowing where the cash is going and making sure that these are your like key business drivers that are going to take you to the next level. It is a fact that undercapitalized businesses have lower sales and profit. They normally stay small. As a result, they generate fewer jobs and likely to fail because growth requires capital. But this capital doesn't always come from banks or venture capital. And this capital doesn't always mean that equity is better than debt or debt is better than equity. A financing journey is an individual journey because what works for other businesses may not be right for you and your business for good. What you need to do, you need to be aware what type of financing is available to you outside banks and venture capital because only then you can choose which one is right for you, your type of business, and the stage of your business. That's one of the reasons why I create this equity crowdfunding podcast series because equity crowdfunding is not yet well-known among mission-driven women entrepreneurs. The first episode in this series started last week with Ries Redding. She is the campaign strategy manager at FrontFunder and FrontFunder is an online equity crowdfunding platform based in Canada. In last week's episode, Triash share the key pillars in marketing to ensure a successful equity crowdfunding campaign. In today's episode, I am joined with Jamie McNally, the director at Front Funders who leads the deal structuring and due diligence with businesses that choose to work with Front Funder to raise capital through equity crowdfunding. You're listening to her CEO journey, the business finance podcast for mission-driven women entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Christina Shahli. If you are new here, a big warm welcome. If we are not connected on LinkedIn, please reach out and say hi because that's where I hang out and share my business finance tips. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while and you are a regular listener, I want you to know I appreciate you. My podcast won't be around without your support. This is a free weekly show where my guests and I want to inspire you to balance between mission and profit, to create an impact in this world, and to achieve financial equality through your business. As you listen to this episode, there are a few terminology used that maybe you are not familiar yet. So let me explain a little bit further about this terminology. One of them is convertible debt. This is a form of debt financing where the lender and a business, which is the borrower, enter into an agreement with the expectation that some point in the future, the debt changes into equity ownership in the company. If you are an early stage startup and at the moment you are having trouble to know how much your business worth, convertible debt is actually one of the way to raise capital quickly. And we touch on this topic a little bit inside this episode. The second term that used in this episode that you may not be familiar with is business valuation. And I just mentioned earlier, business valuation is basically how much your business worth. 
Note that front funder does not determine a company's valuation. The individual business does the calculation to determine how much their business worth. There are several methods you can use to calculate the value of your business, but that's a separate conversation for future episode. Now, for the purpose of this episode, it is more important for you to understand why knowing how much your business worth matters. For one, it matters because the value of your business determines how much ownership or equity you should be offering to your investors in the round of equity financing, in this case, equity crowdfunding. If you set your valuation too high, you could price yourself out of your future financing. And if you set your valuation too low, you might end up leaving money on the table. So this is really more an art than science, and there are many factors in the play. Another reason why you need to know how much your business worth is actually when you want to exit your business. Let's say you have been building a business and you are ready to sell it. If you don't know what is the value of your business, then likely all your hard work could be wasted. You can choose to do a quick calculation to determine the value of your business when you are raising capital or when you are ready to exit your business. But based on my experience working for many public companies, if you don't wanna leave money on the table, make sure you implement these three processes in your business. One, make sure you have systems to collect data, not only financial data, but your marketing, sales, human resources, production, and operational data. Two, review the data regularly so you know they are accurate and timely. Understand the patterns and trends in your data and use it to drive business value. And the third process is creating a long-term forecast, three to five years, and make sure you continue to update it as your business evolves, because this will be the starting point to know the value of your business. If you have a plan to raise capital in the future to grow your business for good and want to build a robust financial processes so you won't struggle to come up with a valuation, then let's chat. Book a time with me at christinashahli.com forward slash let's chat. I have also created a podcast series specifically for growth stage businesses who are ready to set up the key pillars in business finance. And you can sign up to this podcast series at christinashahli.com forward slash podcast series. Now let's find out Jamie's CEO journey. Jamie McNally, welcome to her CEO journey. Thanks for having me. I'm absolutely honored to be part of this uh, podcast and I listen to it all the time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jamie, you are part of the equity crowdfunding series. But before we dive into details of what's involved in raising capital through equity crowdfunding, why don't you start with sharing with my audience, what is your journey like, your role over at FrontFunder, and then what is FrontFunder all about? Typically, investing in private companies is reserved for like high net worth individuals. So they have to meet certain thresholds of ownership of assets and income. But at FrontFunder, we provide opportunities to invest in these private companies to any Canadian. And we use technology in this process. So then it's easier 
on both the entrepreneur plus the investor to efficiently raise capital from all these investors across Canada. So basically what FundFunder is all about is just enabling the greater investor community across Canada and supporting these individuals through technology and supporting companies to drive innovation and economic growth. And here from Funder, I lead the Ventures team, which is a team of individuals across Vancouver and Toronto. And we help with uh, the due diligence process, uh, race structuring and investment documents. When you say technology, what does that mean? Typically, if you wanted to invest in a private company, it's all on paper. So we took this entire process and we put it on our online platform, funfunder.com. I know that there has been challenges in raising capital for women-led businesses. However, when I look through the list of companies that raising capital through FrontFunder, I'm still seeing a lot more male. So let's talk about what are the benefits of equity crowdfunding. I would love to know first why women entrepreneurs should think about equity crowdfunding. So many of the entrepreneurs have have told us this is a great kind of like side inherent benefit was that that they often see an upwards of 50% increase in revenues during their front funded raises and then support throughout the future as well. From an investor standpoint, these companies generate a community of like-minded investors that support and advocate for their business in the long term. And they do that while raising capital. There's more word of mouth going around about the companies. People just are telling their friends and family that, oh, this X product is amazing and I've invested in it. You should try it out. It's at X store. What are the risks in equity crowdfunding based on your experience? Based on my experience and discussions with issuers and my knowledge of entrepreneurs, definitely time. So like having a team, a complete team to support you definitely gives you the opportunity to to divide and conquer the experience. What kind of theme that you're talking about here? Often like a, a female entrepreneur is the CEO, but she's just doing everything. Juggling a, a capital raise on top of that is difficult. So, and this is a hurdle, but when you have like the right team and you, you can exceed your capital raising goals and you can gain this loyal shareholder base that we're talking about that drives revenues. But if they don't have this like complete team, such as like a CFO or another fierce female ready to lend hand wherever they possibly can. Or if they're not at the stage of having like a CFO, like we often just re- recommend like getting a consultant in and also like virtual CFOs are becoming more and more common and beneficial. So if an entrepreneur needs that like kind of extra experience or hand, virtual CFO, CFO services are definitely a great fit. And Christina, like yeah. you, you are one of those virtual CFOs. So Yes, I am absolutely raising capital is one of my experience. So I love doing that and I understand the big picture and the ins and outs. Jamie, what about in terms of particular industry or type of business? Our bread and butter is consumer packaged goods. Previously, you had Kara from Butcher Brew on your podcast. She, she did excellent. She's a consumer packaged goods. Real estate and tech companies also do great. We're very industry agnostic, but typically like a business that can attract or already has a crowd of supporters does really well because they can align these individuals to also be their investors. Let's talk a little bit deeper about your role. You are dealing with the venture. So what exactly do you do for them? 
like the ventures team at Fun Butter God's company through the due diligence process and the deal structure inside of the capital raise. So we're we're here to help guide a company through the capital raising process. So valuation, getting to know the business and helping with the investment documents. So like a complete data room is the first step. Basically, it includes material agreements, corporate documents, information about your team and financial information. We have a data room set up for them. So it's all organized and ready. They just have to kind of um, plop in the documents. But yeah, so we try to make it as efficient as possible. The second step is after going through the data room is a discussion with our investment review committee, which is a great opportunity to learn more about your company. It's basically an investment review committee meeting has an external member join our CEO, our, our COO, et cetera, and sometimes guests investor review committee members if it's a complex company. And basically, we kind of ask the final kind of due diligence questions and prepare the company for the next stages, which is the investment documents. Typically, when an investor wants to invest in your company, they have to sign a subscription agreement. And then as well, if they want to raise under the crowdfunding exemption, they have to provide an offering document to investors. So this is just a document that kind of explains to the investor, what they're investing in and more information about the company and more information about the shares and investment process. So we help kind of liaise and help with the entrepreneur in preparing these these documents. And then the launch um, where the marketing side of things helps with that. The data room, I think the struggle in there based on my experience has always been like digging through what are the material agreements because nobody has a list within a company. We would have a checklist. We would have a checklist of documents that the company needs to prepare in due diligence process. For my audience, maybe the route that they took, it's debt financing, but never been equity. Where does the valuation comes in in this whole process? It comes down to like how the business is going to drive value. And then as well, like using the capital that they intend to raise to drive this value. So like a founder just needs to sit down and think about the milestones that will truly like make their, take their business to the next level. And once the capital raise, using that, that cash in a manageable way and, and basically having someone to support you in terms of comparing forecast to actuals while you like hone in and, and, and growing the business. So again, it's just kind of, maybe it comes back to again, the, the great virtual CFO services that you provide. <laughs> um, but I think the key thing though, like a virtual CFO definitely help in terms of putting the, the numbers together. But this is also about the CEO vision mm-hmm. of where the company is going. When I'm involved in this type of financing, my role as a virtual CFO is basically to guide and make sure that the valuation, the assumption used for the valuation is really reasonable. If the founder cannot value their business or having trouble to come up with valuation of their business, one is obviously projecting the revenue you have to make sure that you come up with a reasonable projection of the revenue. You don't want to overstate, but you also don't want to be too conservative that you overstate the revenue portion. The other side, obviously, is expenses and future investment. Now, it's a tricky part given what is happening in 2020 with the COVID-19 You obviously cannot say, oh, this is my performance in 2019 
and in 2020, and let's project using just 2019 and 2020 because it's not reasonable. The two years are basically two different economic conditions, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So when you are doing this type of valuation, you really need to be able to look at the most recent few months and really look at the future and supporting what you are saying, what's going to be your revenue projection over the next three years by doing your research, by looking at what is your expectation in your pipeline and are you going to raise your prices? You also have to understand what type of investment, including your marketing spend, you know, your legal fees in the future, are you going to build some kind of warehouse or facility for your business. The other approach can be raising capital through convertible debt, but through front funder. You guys are helping in that area as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oftentimes as well is that like a company will come in with a lead strategic investor. So they already have a specific valuation that's already been set by another investor. And then we kind of just help with the rest of the raise and diversifying the shareholder base from there. So there's probably saying, okay, we're going to give you maybe 20% and then you still need to raise another 80% or something like that, or maybe 50% and then you need to raise another 50% in a different way. So sometimes... This is a very similar to like companies coming in with lead investors, but oftentimes companies will come with a debt term sheet from a bank with a debt equity covenant. And then we're, we're here to basically fill the equity side of things and optimize that capital structure. So this is where the, the business can be like, hey, I have this term sheet, which is great. And I'm excited about it, but I need to fill the equity side of this covenant. So, so we come in to see help and with the benefit of both like growing a loyal shareholder base plus helping with the the equity covenant. In that three situation that you just share, maybe they cannot raise 100% of debt. They can come to front funder and then you guys can help this. Now, that is the situation where they don't need to have a valuation ready because it's already been done. Oftentimes, these situations already been decided 100%. Where are the common struggles that you have seen with ventures during this process in raising capital? At the end of the day, I think the best and the most important thing is using that capital raised to drive business value. So then their shareholders and themselves grow the business. So once the capital is raised, just the cash management and your team supporting you in terms of knowing where the cash is going and making sure that these are like key business drivers that are going to take you to the next level. When you are raising capital, it doesn't matter equity or debt financing. The work begins once you are successful in raising that capital, because that is where you have to prove the assumption use, what you promise to investor or debtors, you're going to accomplish that. When you are not able to accomplish that for any reason, You need to be able to communicate that right away. But if you don't have a strong financial process in place, your report, your financial reporting won't be complete and accurate and it could be misleading. And I think it's only a responsible way to be to make sure that all the information is accurate and not misleading. Definitely hit the nail on the head right there. A lot of companies that we work with after raising capital, they just keep in touch through just regular uh, monthly or whatever quarterly 
email updates on the good things that have been accomplished and even like the bad things. Just keeping these investors in the loop is, is another amazing resource alongside having good financial information. The way I see equity crowdfunding is like a mini initial public offering. Another benefit of doing equity crowdfunding, it's, it's not for everybody, but if you have a bigger vision and eventually you want to go public, listed in the TSX, Toronto Stock Exchange, or even U.S. Stock Exchange, you already have a taste of the process. We have a couple of success stories where companies have been able to raise capital with from funder and see the benefit of growing their shareholder base with like-minded individuals, but also increasing their shareholder base and their shareholder numbers to meet the thresholds required to go public. So yeah, so we've raised with like seed to series A rounds with like notable companies such as like the very good food company that had a very successful IPO in Canada. And then RE Royalties, which is a renewable energy company in Canada. And then they've been able to raise successfully with FromFunder, increase their shareholder base and then go public. And then recently at the gaming stadium as well. So basically you're saying that their experience of raising capital, raising equity financing through FromFunder allow them to get ready for going public. And they're not the mini IPO, but the real initial public offering. Yeah. So they were able to like meet the share because you have to have a certain number of shareholders in order to go public on a specific exchange. So they were able to efficiently gather that number of investors through our platform and the technology that we have, which is great. But they were also able to have some of their loyal customers invest in their company while they are private and then offer them that, that liquidity event once, once they do go public. Um, so investors really enjoyed that as well. So Jamie, where can people find you and FrontFunder? Online, frontfunder.com yeah. is the best way to find us. Check <laughs> us out and see... Stay in touch and uh, stay tuned for all these new women-led uh, ventures that are coming up in the spring. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And that's bring us to the end of another show. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for women entrepreneurs. If you want to create a proactive financial plan and process for your business so you are ready to weather the financial storm over the next few months, let's chat and see what's possible for you. Book in a time to speak with me at christinashahli.com forward slash let's chat.